Hey, listeners, it's Brad Kearns here. I'm here to introduce you to Casper.com, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price that you find at retail stores. It's important to get the best quality mattress for a good night's sleep. Visit Casper.com Primal and use the discount code Primal. You'll get $50 and then be on your way to sweet dreams with Casper.com. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, featuring fresh and lively commentary on all things Primal, including Q&A sessions with Primal Blueprint founder Mark Sisson, special guest interviews hosted by Mark Sisson, and conversations with Primal Blueprint authors and other health and fitness experts. The show is presented by Primal Master Formula, the world's most potent multivitamin, mineral, antioxidant, and anti-aging supplement, available at primalblueprint.com. Past episodes are available for download or to review written summaries at blog.primalblueprint.com. And now, here's your host, L. Russ. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today we have Taylor Collins, who's one of the founders of one of our favorite companies, Epic Bar, which is epicbar.com. And the Epic Bar was really the first 100% grass-fed animal-based protein bar, gluten-free and paleo. And your company is just one of the first and foremost into this area. And we love all of your products. Welcome to the show, Taylor. Dang, thanks, Elle. Thanks for having me. So I remember when you started the company, I believe it was a few years ago, because I remember you sent some samples to Mark and I was at his house and I took a look at this thing. And I said to myself, whoever this is, is a genius <laughs> who created this. I was like, this is such a great idea. I mean, you really created something so unique that still no one has yet been able to replicate. So tell us, how did you even find this company? It's just exploded. So I'd love to hear your journey of what prompted you to start it and, and get the history of, of your company? Sure. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, so my wife and I, um, Katie Force, we started Epic together. And the brand is about three years old. And um, we've been lovers for about 10 years. And so within that kind of journey of getting to know each other, we've grown a lot. And we've just always worked very well together. We had a commercial recycling company um, that we started when we were in college. And then um, before Epic, we actually had another food company that was a plant-based vegan um, whole food bar company called Thunderbird. And, um, and so really the, the genesis of Epic was just so, so many pivots in our life and a journey that we always were looking for how to optimize our own health and wellness. And, um, you know, so, so we used to do just hundreds of in-store demonstrations with our plant-based company, Thunderbird. And we would be chopping up bars, uh, handing them to customers, and people constantly asked us for a product that didn't exist. And, and they didn't really know what it was, but we didn't either at the time. But everyone said, hey, I want something that's a whole food format that's very low in sugar, very low in carbohydrates, um, you know, something that's consistent with the diets of our ancestors. But you know, we want protein in it, and we don't want powders and isolates, and we don't want like syrups to counterbalance that. And so we'd always just tell people, hey, what you want is a big old steak. Like, go over to the meat counter and get fed. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and so we kept telling people this. And then eventually it started resonating like, hey, I think there's this opportunity to make this product that people actually want. Um, and then Katie and I changed from being vegans, long-term vegans, to carnivores again. And so we kind of... Yeah, I don't want to skip over that because that's interesting right there. So mm -hmm. how did you come to that conclusion? Because that's always a big move going from a life of 
no meat and pretty much looking in everything to make sure there's no meat in it, you know, sort of life to becoming, uh, going back around to being a carnivore again, or omnivore, I should say. Tell us about that. How, how did you guys make that decision? Sure. Absolutely. Um, at the, at the time that we kind of made this huge lifestyle pivot, KD was ch- uh, training for the Ironman World Championship race in Hawaii. And um, I was training for a 100-mile bike race myself, like a big competition. And we both felt like we were missing something, like, a, like an element of our diets. It was kind of impeding recovery. Um, Katie was having a lot of constant or chronic inf- inflammatory things and a lot of GI issues. And so these were actual roadblocks that prevented us from, from training. And, and Katie went to a holistic health practitioner probably about five years ago. And, and the guy said, you know, first thing first, hey, I want you to read this book by this author named Diadamo. And his book was called Eat Right for Your Blood Type. And so we hadn't even heard of like paleo or primal or ancestral eating. But we, we read this book and uh, we immediately went and got our blood tested. And we were both O positive, which is like the Super idea. Super primal, yeah. Yeah, the concept that that's the original blood type. And so we were supposed to thrive on these diets that were the opposite of what we were eating. And we had tried everything up until this point to heal Katie's um, body. And, and, you know, like she had had two or three surgeons, the best surgeons in Austin, Texas, tell her she needed a knee replacement at like the age of 23 or something like that. Mm. And so we didn't have a lot to lose. And, you know, in our kind of like whenever we decide to pivot or make a big change in our life, we'll just go for it. And, and, 100%. 100%. If it works out, fantastic. If it doesn't, like, that, we're okay with that. And uh, so we started eating meat again, and we went full-fledged, full and it, it was game-changing. Like We could never look back because of the improvements to our health and wellness and vitality. And um, so it was, it was like night and day. It was as if someone flipped on a switch um, where her knee actually, that chronic inflammation went away, and a lot of her GI issues went away. And um, that, was, that was how we, we became omnivores again. That's excellent. And you've been such a supporter of the ancestral health movement ever since. Um, Tell us, how did you, aside from just starting the company, obviously, you know, your newfound omnivorism probably led you into that arena. You started off with just like one bar at first, right? Did you just have like one or two products initially? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the first, well, the first two years of business, we, we had four bars. Um, we had launched, we went to market with three. So it was like the bison, the turkey, and then the beef bar. And then within the first eight months of business, we had, we had launched, we had created a lamb bar as well. But um, we were just overwhelmed with our own growth and, and expansion for the first two years of business. And we didn't expand the animal kingdom further than that. Um, but really within the last 12 months, I mean, we have, I think now we have 14 bars and we have a total of about 40 plus products across different categories. Yeah. I mean, you've got grown broth now, some really interesting flavors there, like a turkey, sage, cranberry. You've also got something that a few of us at the office are completely addicted to, which is your salmon bites where these like little <laughs> bags of salmon jerky and we are so addicted. To, we're so Kill addicted it. to them. It's, it's like kind of insane. We're like fighting over, you know, all right, well, if you eat part of my bag, then you better give me back some of <laughs> yours. Um, and then also your, your wonderful animal fat. You sell duck fat and beef tallow and pork fat, uh, which is such so great to cook with. So, I mean, epicbar.com for anyone that is that interested in your product. How did you, where do you source your animals? Because they're 100% grass-fed and or pastured, or can you just detail sort of the source of your meat? Because that's also important too. It's, it's super clean, and I'd love you to go into how you, you know, how did you research and find what was best for you and your company? 
Yeah, it's been a, an excellent journey. And, and we started out really small and we started out with a handful of ranchers and it was literally Google searching and then calling ranchers, introducing ourselves. People were very skeptical when we started the company. They thought we were like PETA in disguise. Possibly <laughs> they could <laughs> possibly they could smell like the old uh, vegan pheromones that we had. But totally. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, like you just call a stranger and you start asking them about their animal welfare standards and how they treat their animals and what their animals eat and people get very nervous. So immediately we had a very small network before we had a reputable brand. Um, but really over the last three years, we've created this opportunity, this incentive to reward ranchers for doing the right thing. And, and that, in our opinion, that's putting animals on, on pasture where they can eat you know, diets that they're biologically intended to and express deep-rooted natural instincts and um, treated with respect and humanely and so we've had just an onslaught of ranchers coming to us, um, asking us to buy their, their products. And so that's been a really big shift in how we've looked at sourcing. And probably the biggest thing that we've been able to accomplish is, as you mentioned, with our expansion of our product lines, um, we're doing animal fats, we're doing organ meat products, we're doing bone broth and all these different, um, using the, the different muscle cuts of these animals and our products. And so right now we're at this really exciting point where we can actually commit to buying entire animals, which no other consumer packaged good company can do because when we take this nose to tail approach, it, takes, it, it re relieves a lot of risk from the ranch. And these people just get so excited to sell you their animals because um, they have a willing buyer. Um, They're more than happy to finish the animal exactly how you want them to feed. Um, and raise them. And so it's a really, really cool win-win opportunity that we, we've been able to accelerate this year and make really meaningful impacts on improving and increasing the supply chain of grass-fed and pastured animals. What's the um, slaughter situation? Like, do you only work with ranches that use Temple Grandin designed some systems or is that a part of your concern too, is how they are slaughtered as well? Is that a part of this picture? Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, we have we kind of conceptualize. So, well, to begin with, most ranchers don't own slaughtering plants or processing facilities. So what it, what it looks like 90 plus percent of the time is a rancher raises an animal its entire life. And then when that animal is ready to be harvested, it's put on a truck and then transported to hopefully a local USDA slaughtering facility where there's federal state inspectors on site, highly trained people. And um, the ones that we've we visited, you know, this Temple Grandin approach to tunneling the animals into the slaughtering plant. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's very, very different and very peaceful. And, um, you know, in my opinion, very humane. I, I've never, I've seen hundreds of, of animals get killed using those, you know, that, that tunneling method. And they seem to have very low stress and, um, at peace whenever, whenever their time is coming. So. Yeah. I witnessed that this summer. I went to a, uh, grass fed, sort of company that did have a slaughterhouse and I watched that happen. They had a Temple Grandin design system. And for anyone out there interested, there's a great film with Claire Danes called Temple Grandin, G-R-A-N-D-I-N, about the woman who revolutionized the cattle industry in the United States and figured out a way to kill them in the, the most humane way possible. And those animals that I saw get slaughtered, I mean, they were calm, cool, and collected. And even the way that they shot the lambs that I watched getting slaughtered in the head, they did it in such a way so that even the ones, even though they were crowded together, one 
couldn't even be stressed in a minute to see the other slaughtered. Like they had it all worked out where it was just, and it was really not upsetting in the slightest uh, to see them walk to their deaths. Um, you know, so I'm definitely a huge fan of that. And obviously we don't want stressed out and we don't need a stressed out cow probably. Yeah, definitely. And I think as an omnivore, as a carnivore, I think all of us owe it to ourselves to be conscious and be mindful of that process. And I think it just creates a, a heightened respect for the animals and for their lives and for their sacrifice um, when you can see an animal be slaughtered for our own consumption and purposes. Um, but it really definitely changes your perspective on, on waste and in your desire to utilize as much of that you know, beautiful animal as you possibly can. Hey listeners, it's Brad Kearns here to talk to you about a very important subject, about the location that you spend more time than anywhere else in your whole life. And I'm talking about your bed. Hopefully you're spending a third of your life there. I'm spending a little more than that. I'm trying to anyway. And it's important to get the best quality mattress for a good night's sleep or a good nap in some cases. So I'm here to introduce you to Casper.com an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price that you find at retail stores. Mattress industry has huge markups. These guys are cutting through that by shipping you directly to your home for free, no shipping charge, a mattress of your choice that you get to try for an incredible 100 days before you decide to actually buy it and keep it. You can return it, no hassle, no problem, and giving it a proper test rather than laying on a mattress for five minutes in a showroom and thinking that's going to work for a third of your lifetime spent there. Casper mattresses are a new hybrid that combines premium latex foam with memory foam for the most comfortable sleep you'll ever have. And the prices are extremely competitive. Think about a twin for $500, a king for $950. Again, free shipping. And thanks to listening to this podcast, you'll get a $50 discount toward the purchase of your comfortable new mattress. Just visit casper.com primal and use the discount code PRIMAL. You'll get that $50, it'll ship to your house for free, you can try it out, enjoy it, and then be on your way to sweet dreams with casper.com. When you were a vegetarian, what were those reasons? Was it primarily like, oh, I think this is the better health paradigm? Was it, uh, we don't wanna kill animals? You know, because obviously that's, you've done a 180 there. But w where did that come from, your choice to be vegetarian? Yeah, um, so I was, you know, I, I have a master's degree in physical therapy, and then my bachelor was in exercise sports science. And my wife and I have always been, you know, highly competitive athletes. And we, you know, growing up, we were exposed to this dogmatic belief, you know, through academics, through research that athletes performed, athletes were optimized on diets, you know, low in fat, high in carbohydrates, high in sugars. That's how we fueled our bodies. And so we honestly took that approach to living because we wanted to optimize our own health and performance and wellness. And we totally were brainwashed into all this terrible USDA data. And uh, <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Yes, true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's embarrassing now in retrospect, and it's so counterintuitive. Um, but I think that's, you know, one of the things when you're not eating any dietary fat and you're just eating sugars all day long, possibly our, our cognitive function wasn't uh, heightened enough to where we could really question that. So, so yeah, it was a health thing, but I'm so grateful that we, we found our path and made that huge pivot in our life. What were some big differences you noticed other than your wife's knee issue and some inflammation and GI stuff that she was dealing with? What are some immediate things that you noticed maybe other than the classic, you know, more energy 
what are some things where you're like, wow, okay, I'm never going back? Yeah, I mean, for me, um, so so for us, when, when we started eating a lot more animal protein, that was indirectly eating a lot more animal fat and a lot more fats into our diets. And so for me, um, one of the biggest improvements was just like this mental clarity where I could start my day and be like unbelievably productive. I, you know, I didn't have brain fog. I could just crush my task and, and, and my creativity was just higher than it had ever been. I mean, you know, these are the things that, that led us to this moment in our life, um, having this, this mental clarity and this creativity and this focus to be able to, to grow Epic and to be able to scale it to what we did. I just, I just can't imagine doing that. Um, feeling how I used to feel with eating a, a vegan diet, it just didn't work for my body. Right. Your company has probably, I mean, I can't imagine another company that's grown as fast as you guys have, which is so wonderful. Congratulations. But there's been a lot of talk. You, you've sold your company to General Mills or they're acquiring it. So can we talk about that and clarify that? There might be people, of course, that are like, oh, big business is taking over this company and now it's going to be different. Or how, how do you, can you maintain integrity? Are you associated still with that acquired, you know, situation? Like, can you tell us how that all worked out and what the future is for Epic? Sure. Yeah. I mean, Kate, Katie and I never operated a day of our lives as if we were growing this business to sell it. Um, our accelerated growth and the passion that we put into it that led to so much success was really more about a food revolution and changing, you know, how people consumed uh, protein, how people perceived animal protein and, and really providing accessibility to the masses. And so we, you know, in the back of our minds, we always envisioned, hey, there is a high likelihood that a strategic partner will come along one day and purchase Epic from us. And, um, you know, like within the first two years of business, we had three or four, you know, international conglomerates try to purchase Epic. And and we had no problem telling those people to like, fuck off, like clearly, <laughs> like this thing is not for sale, but we are going to hear you out. And these people just, their hearts were not in the right place. They were looking at this as, um, you know, a really awesome money making experience. They didn't really care about the values and the principles and the mission of the brand. Um, so, you know, we had no problem just focusing heads down and, and doing what we love doing. Um, but so when we did start having these dialogues with General Mills, we were in a, I'd say, a strategic position to where we weren't, like, we could kind of control the conversation. And um, the conversation with them was very different from some of the other conversations where they actually encouraged, you know, they didn't want to do this deal if um, Katie and I wouldn't lead the company. Um, and so we, we structured it in a really unique way to where, you know, 100% of the control is still here in Austin, Texas. Um, it's still our same team. We're getting to leverage and use as many resources as we want from General Mills, um, but we're also able, fully autonomously, uh, have the ability to block any of the bullshit that we don't want. And so, right, so you can keep the integrity of your products and all of the ingredients uh, as you want moving forward. Exactly. We have 100% control over all that, over ingredients, over integrity, over branding and messaging, um, the, the causes that we get behind. Um, and so it's, it's really, it really helps us you know, accelerate this positive impact that we want to have on the planet. And, you know, within four months of, of now being acquired by General Mills, we've been able to accomplish a lot more, um, you know, huge revolutionary things with, with food, with the environment than we, we could have ever dreamed. And we only intend to further that. I definitely want to talk to you about that more. I guess my question would be, 
with the General Mills acquiring it, are we going to see them in, in mainstream grocery stores other than just the, you know, Whole Foods and little mom and poppy, you know, shops that are natural food stores? Are we going to be seeing these things at the big Kroger's, Ralph's and, you know, these huge grocery stores at some point? We were, um, so the focus of 2016 and, and even beyond is to win in the natural food space because that's where our heart is and our passion and what we get most excited about. Um, but, you know, before this General Mills deal, we were already having conversations with, with Kroger's and some more conventional accounts that have, that are trying to kind of shift and build out more healthier sets within these stores. And so we, you know, our, our vision and our mission was always to take this high quality, um, superior animal protein to the masses, make it available for everyone. So we are going to do that, but we're also not going to lose the integrity. We're not going to ever, you know, create a commodity product. Um, we're not going to ever, you know, settle for lower standards of proteins just to like hit a price point. Um, you know, I, I guarantee you, you'll never find our bars at like a dollar general or some shitty store like that, but they... <laughs> They will be more accessible um, in strategic conventional grocery accounts and even um, some kind of, I'd say, premium gas station chains. Excellent. I mean, even even my doctor, the doctor on my book, The Paleothyroid Solution, even my doctor's office, they have a supplement shop and they sell your products there. I mean, it's like, you know, anyone who's really into this movement knows about your company, loves it. Um, what are some of the things you're involved with outside of that? I'm sure there's charities and promoting, you know, this movement in different ways other than just your food products. So tell me the things that you guys are interested in and passionate about on that level. Yeah, um, our, our biggest um, passion, I'd say, behind the brand, you know, everyone right now who's, who's thinking about meat is thinking about, hey, animals need to be healthy. They need to eat diets that they were evolved to eat. Um, they need to live humane lives. And then when those animals are, you can say, like happy animals, they create healthy food for the end consumer. So people are kind of thinking about like humane animal standards. They're thinking about human health, but no one, it's not as mainstream to talk about the land and the impact of healthy soil to basically complete that cycle. So we get really excited. I mean, every day when we wake up, what really drives us is getting behind um, ranchers and people who are practicing regenerative livestock practices to where they're actually creating a net positive or a net plus in the world and in the environment through the proper management of animals. And so, you know, what this looks like in a lot of cases is, is grassland restoration um, because, you know, these big ruminant animals, they need pastures to live and to eat and to roam. And when we have these healthy pastures, they just have these amazing features such as um, animals can aerate the soil with their hoofs. They, they fertilize the soil with their urine and the defecation. Um, these beautiful pastures create environments and ecosystems for migratory species and native species. And it's really fantastic when the soil is healthy to um, pull um, like moisture. So it's more effective rainfall. It can store water longer, which helps a prevent um, flooding. And then B it also helps um, in times of drought because the land is a lot more hardy. And then probably the most exciting thing that, that we think when we have this conversation about restoration, the, the large scale restoration of grasslands, is that these things are highly effective at sequestering carbon from the atmosphere and pulling it back into the soil where it belongs. And so that has profound effects on uh, climate change. And, you know, I think that's one of the biggest hopes for humanity is that, that when you really deconstruct it, that animals can save the planet, you know, cows can save the planet, bison can save the planet. Um, we need to put these animals back outside where they belong because they can actually do really beneficial things for the world around us. 
So we get behind an organization called the Savory Institute, and they're just fantastic. They're the thought leaders. They're the people who are collecting data. They're the people who are training ranchers to practice these holistic management ideals. And um, we, we just are obsessed with them. They were actually, um, they're, they're based in Boulder, Colorado, but they're an international organization. And they were just here in Austin yesterday talking about we're, we're trying to develop a consumer-facing seal that companies like Epic can put on their packages where customers can actually see that the animal protein or the animal in this, in this product actually created a positive return on the land versus you know, degrading it or keeping it sustainable or neutral, but it was actually a, a, a positive relationship. Interesting. Um, it's almost like it's like personifying the animal of having it be like, you know, it's making a, its own positive decisions <laughs> towards the soil or something. Um, in soil restoration, what's involved in that? Yeah, well... Um, I mean, do you dig up a certain uh, level deep and, and reinstill healthy soil? Like, how, you know, how do you do repair grasslands? Yeah, it, it, it's a timely process. But um, so, so, you know, barren soil um, or soil that's sprayed with fertilizers and pesticides, you know, that, that degrades. There's no living bioactivity in that soil. So what you really want to have to restore soil and make it healthy is it has to be a living organism. Um, and, you know, like healthy soil, you can, you can measure it and, and it has more life and like a tablespoon of healthy soil than all life on earth. Um, and, and so soil is very complicated. There's a lot there. And, um, and grass is a really fantastic way. So when you do sequester that carbon, you're effectively building more soil and topsoil. And, and that's what we want to do. Um, we want to cover it. So you want to protect what is there. Um, but then just nurture it and help it grow more and more and make that bioactivity better and better. Fascinating. That's such a, what a great purpose. And it seems like it's just so behind what you're all about, what we're all about. So I love that you guys are, you know, taking some profits and and putting it and paying it forward to the industry. That's amazing. Yeah, no, we're, we're super stoked. They're our biggest, um, biggest partner and, and we're their biggest corporate partner. And we intend to only further accelerate that, which is great. They're really excited about the General Mills acquisition because, I mean, this is large-scale impact that we're all chasing. And what better way to, to, to accelerate that than to get a, a multinational company behind it and invested in it and educated on it and hope that they start implementing these practices across their portfolio. Yeah, this is great for all of us um, and everyone out there who doesn't even know about the movement, who might be able to switch over by seeing one of your products at a, at a bigger store moving forward. I mean, you have so many products right now. Is there anything coming down the pipeline that's exciting that we should know about or that you're allowed to tell us about? Well, I'd say we're, we have some cool, um, we've always wanted to do these fun, uh, seasonal, like holiday flavor products. You know, like when you go to the grocery store, I guess growing up, I always thought it was so fun during Christmas when like my favorite brands had, um, Christmas edition, like two month product lines. Totally, and, and it's so silly, but I, I I don't know. I've always wanted to do that, and I think that playing in a space, you know, where we're sitting on a shelf with like Cliff Bar, who's doing like some silly, I don't know, like nutbag bar. I think we could just have so much fun uh, looking at okay, what are the animal inspirations of this season? And so, like Christmas, we have oh, reindeers are pretty cool. They're pretty iconic, like you know, and no one can use a reindeer to create a, a holiday bar. Or a holiday item. 
And, and so I think we're going to have a lot of fun looking at um, animals and how they relate to different holidays. There's, you know, bunnies with Easter. Um, I don't know, Valentine's Day, like playing around with heart and other organs. And so, yeah, we're, we're having some fun with development for sure. Interesting. Yeah. Speaking of organ meats, so you, you have a couple of products where you have like a liver bites too, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we have, uh, we had a liver bar last year and then this year we created a, a liver jerky style product. Um, and it's, it's awesome. It's my wife's favorite product that we make and she doesn't even like liver, but like most people, she, she knows she should eat it. And, um, so we, we, we created this product and the idea was to really make it super user-friendly where a little kid would at least, if you tricked them into trying it, they wouldn't mind it. And right. uh, I think we accomplished it. I love it. When I eat it, I taste like all the minerals and it's very earthy, but also very meaty. And I, I'm just obsessed with it. Yeah, me too. And I also, I just love liver in general. So the fact that you guys came out with that was just so great to be able to, to, be able to do that. Because a lot of times when you go out and buy pate or some other things, there's ingredients in there that you don't want. And so, you know, it's great to have your product be so clean. Is there uh, anything you'd love to, we, I mean, again, we just love your company so much, epicbar.com. I suggest everyone go on there and look at your products. There's something for everyone in there. Um, the salmon bites, like I said, are a huge favorite. I also love the turkey. Uh, you have the turkey sage bites too. So, yeah, those are those brand are, new. Yep. Those are so good. Um, anything you'd love to leave our audience with or tell us about, uh, obviously, the Savory Institute, and we'll put that website up there. I think everyone should check that out. Is that something we can also donate to if we'd like? Yeah, yeah, they're constantly uh, constantly raising money. We also have a, a landing page on our website that's actually pretty helpful. Um, it's epicbar.com backslash savory. And it kind of distills all of these complicated ideas into a user-friendly form. Um, so that's fun. And, and then I'd say the other thing that's, that's actually pretty neat is uh, we just, you know, right now we're launching this line of wild game. And so, you know, you touched on some salmon bites, but we're all, we also have a venison bar and a wild boar bar, which, you know, we're harvesting out of Texas. And, um, and so myself and our director of operations, Kirk Blanchard, we actually went on a, a five-day backpacking, you know, deep into the wilderness of Colorado, hiking along the Continental Divide for five days. We went on a, a hunting trip where we were bow hunting for a monster elk to kick off this wild game line. And we really thought Excellent. it'd be... It was an awesome journey and an amazing experience. And we really wanted to come face to face and to like understand this process and hunt and harvest an animal to, to really kick off this wild game line. And so we actually have the video. Up. There's a video, right, online. Yeah. yeah. Brand, brand new. Uh, we haven't really pushed it at all um, because we're kind of waiting uh, strategically to get those bars up online. But it's pretty awesome. Check it out. I think it, it helps kind of show that, like, um, you know, hunt to harvest experience and, and hopefully inspires a new generation of people to get outside, hunt animals. I think these are deeply encoded instincts that we all have. Um, I didn't know what I was doing as my first hunt, but it was very transformative and the most connective I've ever felt with my food. So I just think that was an awesome life experience and hopefully yeah. it inspires someone. I'm totally in agreement with that. I, I myself would like to go hunting. I haven't, uh, but we did interview uh, Tovar Cerulli who wrote a book called The Mindful Carnivore. Uh, where he was a vegan turned hunter. And he felt like, look, if I'm going to eat meat, I want to be connected to this process and really understand this, what this is about. And it really inspired me to think about that too, about, yeah, well, you know, I do eat meat and I'm not a part of the killing process. I did see some animals get slaughtered, but I think I'm ready for the next phase just because I think it's something, you know, that would be an interesting connection and experience. So that was your first time bow hunting. Did you actually also then 
were you responsible with, you know, taking the animal apart and dressing it and doing all of that as well? Yep. And, and that was actually my favorite part was field dressing it. And um, you just really share this deep respect for that animal and this overwhelming sense to honor it as best as you can. And so for me, it was using every single piece of it that we could. Like I, I took the teeth from the animal and I made nec- a necklace for my wife that's I know that sounds pretty stupid, but it's actually pretty badass. <laughs> it sounds amazing, actually. <laughs> she wears I it love like that every you did day. that. That's great. Yeah, she wears it like every day. We used the leather. We tanned it. We used all the organ meat. We took the bones for broth. I mean, we didn't leave anything. And so that was really beautiful um, experience. So you had some, uh, it was an elk, did you say, that you hunted? Yep. Yeah, we shot a big, um, it was about a six-year-old female cow elk. And so, again, you know, like... A lot of people that hunt, they're going out there and they're hunting for trophies and they want to shoot the biggest bull they can with massive antlers. But for us, you know, you know, I think hunting is, is really more about um, bringing nourishing food home, putting it on the table, feeding your family and your friends. And in this case, our customers. And so, um, so yeah, it, was, it, it meant a lot that we, shot a, that we ended up shooting a female because I think uh, that's what we were supposed to. And it, it really helped kind of put things into perspective. Nice. So interesting. We just love the work you're doing and congratulations on all of your success. We, we just, we can't wait to see it explode even further. Well, awesome. Well, thank you, Elle. We appreciate your support. Thanks so much for joining us. Yep. Have a good day. Many health experts believe that gut bacteria represents the next breakthrough in optimizing health and immune function. When you nourish healthy intestinal flora with primal eating habits and the high-potency probiotics in primal flora, you protect yourself from the everyday illnesses and compromised digestion that are common in stressful modern life. The unique strains of probiotics in primal flora help you improve digestion and regularity, bolster immune function, and can even assist you with weight loss by optimizing fat metabolism. One daily capsule is all it takes to ensure your body is thriving with billions of healthy gut bacteria so that you can enjoy optimal health 24-7. Order Primal Flora today at PrimalBlueprint.com to take advantage of our risk-free trial.